Hello, this is Dr. Nisha O'Reilly in the Global Psychology Podcast. This is episode 112. So you suddenly found yourself as a homeschooler. Not something you ever had any wish list. So where do you start? Well, the first thing you do is take the word school and throw it in the bin. It was an invention in the Industrial Revolution, basically to keep people occupied and to teach them how to keep to a schedule. So while you're at home, the only word you really need to remember is fun. This is a chance for you to all spend time together and have fun, and there's a massive array of resources and a variety of things that you can do, which I'm going to go through. There are a few personalities that will struggle with the transition to homeschooling. There are three in particular. The first one is quite extrovert. They'll be the sort of child that when you normally collect them from school, it's like as if they've been in some sort of a sealed, compressed chamber for several hours and they can't stop talking. So the first part that they'll really miss is the actual contact with other people. And since playdates are really out at the moment as well, in terms of vector transfer, It's a good idea to create some online contact time for them with their best friends because they will need that outlet. They'll need an an external feedback outside of the family unit and, and people to chat to. So they're the first group of people. The second group of people are very kinesthetic. They traditionally have huge amounts of excess energy. Um, they're very active. For them, if you're in a position to still go for a walk, um, fantastic. If you're in a position particularly to go to a seaside space with lots of fresh air um, with not very many people around, even better. If you're not, hopefully you have a garden. And if you do have access to somewhere or a small yard, um, if you have some chalk, it's great. Play hopscotch. Um, If you have a skipping rope, Um, Google outside games to play with people. You can actually create um, skipping and hopscotch games even to teach literacy. So again, that'll be the first thing for you to look for because they need some um, exercise. If worst case scenario, you're stuck in an apartment and you really can't do anything, there is a huge amount of resources on YouTube to do yoga, tai chi, and and various activities like that, beginner's courses, you'd be really surprised if you search on YouTube what's available. Um, And even at the moment in Ireland, I'm aware that there are Facebook groups with live streams um, of doing yoga and other activities with children, so it's worth searching for those too. There's a lot of communities and a lot of give back at the moment. The third set of people are the people who really need a routine, and the routine is gone because they're not getting up, they're not traveling on the school bus, uh, there isn't a set order to the day, they're going to classes and so on. Um, These people are quite funny, they generally hate rules, but yet they thrive on routine and they quite often don't realize that they need routine, so it comes as a bit of of a surprise. Um, One of the the tells, actually funny enough, is that they, they tend to be fantastic mimics, so they're the sort of children who mimic back voices and lines from um, cartoons or their favourite films and so on. 
And for them, you really need to create a sort of a reasonable set structure. And in the other podcasts I've recorded, I've talked about people trying to balance the family and their own workload and so on. Um, whereas I realized that the adults need to have a quite often have a flexible routine to work with each other and to manage to do their online meetings and so on. The children need a reasonably set structure or at least need to know what's happening each day. So even if you're planning it slightly a day in advance, just so that that plan is made available to them and that there's enough of the routine that kind of stays the same roughly. The other keys is that you need to create some time together where you're doing activities together. You need to create some time where that seems like somewhat structured learning, but not too structured. I'll go into that in a minute. And some of it that's just fun and games. And some time together where people are alone and left to do their own thing, whether that's listening to audiobooks or doing colouring or Lego or whatever their, their playtime is. And then you need some time where you actually tackle household chores together. I've seen fantastic projects online from friends where they've done everything from cleaning the windows in the house to, you know, even DIY and painting projects. So you don't need to worry about achieving certain learning objectives or milestones in, in learning. Certainly for younger students and, and for all students, it's a real sense of keeping up certain skill sets going. And those being literacy, reading, numeracy, research, um, writing, conversation. And there are lots of fun ways to do this and there's lots of resources online. I tend to use um, games and fun in learning all the time. I never use a set textbook to teach literacy or maths or science or pretty much as many of the topics that I that I that I can I, I find a game to do those with. So this is this is quite normal for me. There are a lot of websites that host a lot of material for parents. Most of them have a subscription charge. But if you know what you're looking for, if you want to go looking for certain, there's amazing mazes out there, there's amazing colouring pages, um, the, some of the colouring pages that are more detailed are actually made for adults, work exceptionally well for children because there's more for them to do, more for them to concentrate on, and that naturally increases their dexterity and their, their motor skills. There are a massive amount of other types of puzzles that involve sort of hand-to-eye coordination in terms of visual skills, in terms of space relations. So once you start to, to get into this and actually see the sort of array of sheet work that's available for people, there's a huge amount of skills that you're, that you're learning while doing this. And obviously some of them have a focus towards reading. There's a lot of comprehension ones, or there's writing exercises, or there's novel ideas on writing prompts. So there really is a vast array out there. And I suppose if you log into some of the sites that do have a subscription charge, you start to see the sort of things that are, are available. And then you can start to search for those individual things. And you'll quite often find ones that are freely available and so on. And sometimes I cheat and I take screenshots of things too. Um, and I don't necessarily try to print everything out because obviously that's going to be a massive cost in terms of ink and you may not be able to replace ink at this stage as well so I don't I do try to do as much that I don't need to print out and then I save ink for particular things like colorings or mazes that you do need to use ink for 
And similarly, you'll find that there are some apps if you have a phone or you do have technology in the house. Um, there's some great Wordscaper, a fantastic app, which is a, is a type of, um, it's a little bit more involved than word searches is where you actually find the letters and find the words. Um, it's really good. Um, and, and once again, when you start to go and you find one set of apps, then you'll find another set. And there's a, a fantastic array of space relation and um, apps in particular as well. I do offer a word of caution. I, I generally recommend that people don't go over 30 minutes of screen time a day. That's not very much. Um, and especially at a time like this where everybody is sort of cooked up together. It can seem like a good idea for people to spend a lot of time on the screen because they're quiet and they're engaged. But what I generally find is that that comes at a cost of irritability afterwards. And if you are getting into a situation that there's a lot of um, um, aggro about enforcing screen time, I suggest that you use either the new screen time settings and limit um, access to certain apps for periods of time. Or you can use a separate screen time app actually to monitor the device turning itself off automatically. And it's like as if there's an external person making that decision rather than you, so it stops the aggro on the rouse. There are sites where you can visit galleries virtually. Even the likes of Jane Goodall's Root and Shoots program has been taken online completely for this period of time. So there will be resources available there. If you look for home science experiments, there's a whole series of very simple science experiments that you can do online. There are a massive amount of podcasts available for children's story times. That can be a great one for their independent time. And similarly, I'm a really big fan of Insight Timer, which is a meditation app, and that is a huge section for children as well, which can be really useful to help people to wind down and actually sleep well. But it also can be helpful if people are tired and irritable and they're not tending to keep in their routine and have proper nap times, which is also quite useful for parents at the moment so that they can work in those periods of time too. So there are resources there. And again, it's a free app. Um, aside from the courses, the, um, all the meditations are fully available for free, which is fantastic. And Insight Timer have aimed since the beginning to be able to do that. I'm also a massive fan for using card games um, for teaching maths. Again, if you search for this um, maths card games online, you'll find a whole series of games that you can play to teach anything from addition to subtraction to fractions. And similarly, my own father taught me how to add, subtract, multiply and divide before I went, ever started school by playing card games and dominoes, in fact, was the other one. So it's a really fun way to teach um, numeracy, but it's also a fantastic way to teach mental maths and the ability to add in your head, particularly playing the likes of 21s. If you do want to write a, um, a story together, I find that images are a really good way to do this. And you can quite often search in Google for silly animal images, for example. Um, I also use um, Rory Story Cubes, and they have um, an online app that you can use that generates random story pictures, story cube pictures, if you don't actually have the story cubes and you don't have the access to buy them at this stage. I quite often integrate pictures or cubes with Lego minifigures. You may have quite a lot of them in the house or other characters, and I use those characters to generate the story as well. You can obviously script a play um, and have 
your children actually design it and put it on and that's very Louise May Ascot you know um, creating creating a, um, a drama at home and again there are a huge amount of templates for um, screenwriting for children online if you look for them so really for me the key is creating variety thinking outside the box starting to search online for what's available because there is a massive amount out there if there's everything from science to literacy available for you don't worry so much about the books and, and sticking to um, a, a core sort of curriculum or worrying about that at this stage. If you have an idea of the level, you will find puzzle sheets to do the maths at the level you're doing. You'll find interactive ways to even to do fractions. Um, if you look on YouTube, you'll find lots of programs showing you how to teach fractions with Lego. The other golden rule for me is I tend to change it up every 20 minutes. I don't tend to stay doing any one task the same way for longer than 20 minutes. And especially for your people who are slightly kinesthetic and have a lot of energy and a lot of, um, and are very in their bodies, it's a good idea for them not to be sitting still, for them to be able to get up and move around, and for there to be interactive elements to what they're doing. The only challenge I see at the end of this, if I'm honest, is that school is going to seem incredibly boring after this. You really have the ability to, to take on and to become really, to, to actively enjoy um, the learning process with your children over the next couple of weeks or for however long this, this takes place. And I know that may seem daunting now, but anybody I know who has transitioned to homeschooling just really enjoys the quality of life that they now have and I know that that is coming with certain constraints at the moment and in some cases it means that people can't really leave their homes or go much beyond their own gardens but still it's been a very enjoyable process for people to, to do that and to go through it and, and great fun and great time to connect with your children and so I think once you actually get over the slightly daunting phase of this the part that you're going to find odd is to step back into the hamster wheel at the end of this. So I hope that's been helpful. Thank you very much.